Hello, Coach Me members, and welcome to this month's expert interview. I'm Dori Suka, founder of Inspiration Management. Please forgive my voice today. I have a little sore throat. Today, we are talking about a topic that many of you are interested in. The topic is how to transition from a day spa to a medi spa and selecting the right treatment. So I looked high and low to find just the right expert for you, and I found her. But before I introduce her, I just want to take care of a couple of housekeeping items. We have a lot of new members with us, and I just want to give them a little idea on how this program works. So the Coach Me Expert program is a complimentary membership that we offer. It's my way to give back to the community. We meet every last Tuesday of the month at 3 p.m. Eastern, and each month I bring you a different expert to share their knowledge and their wisdom with you. The nice thing about this program is that we record all the interviews, and then we post them on inspirationmanagement.com and also on iTunes. So anytime you would like, you can go and listen to them. I also want to invite you to look into all the other Coach Me programs that we offer. As a matter of fact, we are getting ready to launch a brand new series called Soaring Ahead. It's a series where I'll go over principles to help you grow your business. I'm doing a complimentary podcast about it as a preview next month. So make sure you go to inspirationmanagement.com and register for that and join me. All right, so that's it for my housekeeping items. Let me go ahead and start by introducing Terry Wojak. Terry is a speaker, a trainer, and an author. She wrote a great book called Aesthetics Exposed. I bought it actually myself after I saw her speak. I was so impressed with her knowledge that I decided to buy her book. In it, she writes about how to master skincare in a medical setting and way beyond. Terry is the author on this topic. She's the authority on this topic. She has helped so many people, trained thousands of people, thousands of estheticians and medical professionals on the importance of skincare. She teaches everyone, people like you, on how to incorporate skincare into cosmetic medicine, ultimately helping patients and medical providers like you. So she's here today to help members of the Inspiration Management community and you to clarify things for you on this topic. So welcome, Terry. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much, Dory, and thank you for the kind words. <laughs> oh, my I'm pleasure. excited to be here. Yeah. So why don't we start by having you tell them a little bit more how you got started in this. How did you become the authority? What drove you to write your book? Okay, so I started as an esthetician 22 years ago, and I started working with Dr. Stephen Dion, who is a facial plastic surgeon, about 12 years ago. And I was basically hired to run and manage his med spa. And when I started working, I basically, we saw the need for training for estheticians that needed, that wanted to work in the medical field. There was nothing out there like it. So we decided to put together a program, um, and it just kept growing from there. And that went from training estheticians to even training medical professionals um, on the importance of building the bridge between skincare and cosmetic medicine. So we have several classes now, everything from laser, 
um, laser and light therapy to chemical peels to anatomy and everything in between for anyone looking to work in the med spa. Mm -hmm. That's great. So what drove you to write the book? So the book, I actually needed a book for my training because I kept writing workbooks and I decided to publish the first one in 2009 and that one I wrote with Dr. Diane. And then Skin Inc., um, the company, the skincare company, um, publishing company, came to me and asked me to rewrite, to write an updated version and I had to just rewrite the whole thing because everything had changed so much in that time. So I published that in 2014 and that is my baby. That is the one that I was really excited about and put everything in it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an amazing book. Uh, I know that you're going to give everybody a nice little offer at the end to learn where they can go get it. But I was browsing through it in preparation for my interview with you, and it's amazing all the great content you have in it. I'm very impressed. Congratulations. Thank you, Tori. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So let's go over the content a little bit of what we're going to discuss today to give everybody an idea of uh, what they can do and what they will gain from our time together. I also want to remind everyone, if you have questions, feel free to mail them to Dory, D-O-R-I, at inspirationmanagement.com, and we'll leave some time at the end for Terry to answer any of your questions. So the first thing we're going to talk about is how to manage the transition between going from a day spa to maybe introducing some more medical-driven treatments. We'll discuss a little bit the proper equipment that you need to have, whether to have lasers or non-lasers. What are some of the trendiest treatments that are happening right now? How you can actually make the transition where you can start and then we're going to discuss a little bit about which medical products are ideal for a Medispa environment, what licenses are required, and then we'll wrap up with uh, professional training that is needed to be able to offer medical treatment. So that's a lot of information that we're going to go through. So let's go ahead and get started, Terry. So what are some of the things that you find um, most common when somebody makes a transition from a day spa to a medispa? So some of the things I found most common are, you know, people want medical services. So the medical service, the medical industry is growing, and especially medical aesthetics. It grew 7% from last year. It's an almost $4 billion industry, and it should reach $6 billion by 2022. So I see that people are coming into spas and then they're asking them about other services. And a lot of times the spas would then recommend them to a facial plastic surgeon or a dermatologist. And now Medispas are so popular because you can get all your treatments right there. You can get those medical services and still have your skincare kept up with the spa services and facials and skincare products. So I really see that as being the big transition. Mm -hmm. Well, you and I uh, both speak at the AM Spa Conference, the American, Medical, the American Medical Spa Association, and it's amazing to me every time I go to that event how many people, how many doctors are even uh, getting into the medical spa industry because they want the cash revenue stream, and one advice I'd like to give actually all the day spa folks that are on the call today is these guys are coming on strong. They have deep pockets. They're willing to invest. And they're going to be, a lot of them, 
I'm sure you're seeing the same thing, Terry. A lot of them are wanting to offer MediSpa treatments, but a lot of them are also offering day spa treatments, which is amazing to me, actually. Absolutely, so, and I think that's huge. Yeah, so how would you, what would you say to a day spa owner, knowing that this is such a big shift that's happening, what would you tell them? What can they do to kind of not be left behind? Well, first, it's really important to know the legalities in your state. Um, before going any further, every state differs um, a little bit. So it is really important to know the legalities in your state and contact a lawyer and find out, you know, financially what you need and um, what you need in your state to make sure that you can have a proper running med spa. Um, it's also important to find a physician you trust to work with. So anyone on the call that's not a physician, you know, it's hard to find. It's not that hard. There are a lot of physicians out there looking for it, but I think it's good to find a physician that you really trust and can work well with that you two can work um, in coherent with, you know. Um, Networking events are a great way to do this. So making that transition, going to networking events for med spas, like AmSpa has a networking event usually along with their trainings, that is a great way for, that people connect and get to work with each other. Mm -hmm. And while we're talking about AmSpa, as a matter of fact, I think it's very important for everybody to know that the laws currently are so gray and they do vary so much from state to state. So if you are considering offering uh, offering medical spa treatments, I want to make sure that you stay on the right side of the law. So I would encourage you to reach out to AM Spa and Alex. He's an attorney specializing in MediSpa laws. So you might want to go and check it out and make sure that you don't do anything illegal. There's a lot of uh, legalities involved regarding this issue. So keep that in mind, please. All right, so let's talk about the different treatments, Terry. I know you're big and you teach a lot of technical uh, treatment skills and things like that. What would you say are some of the most popular treatments and maybe equipment you can give us like an overview of what you see becoming very popular? Okay. Well, Botox, like neurotoxins and fillers, are still number one according to ASAPS, which is the Aesthetic Society of Plastic Surgeons, and they always put out um, statistics for each year, and neurotoxin filler are always number one. So I think it's very important that, you know, if anyone wants to start and they want to start small, they could start with a physician doing those injectables. One of the latest trending treatments, though, is PRP, and PRP is basically taking a patient's blood and spinning it and getting that platelet-rich plasma and either applying it topically or injecting it back into the skin to stimulate growth factors and to stimulate new collagen growth. And the skin just looks vibrant and healthy. Patients absolutely love it. So it's usually done either in injected or it's often done with microneedling, which is another hot topic where you're using a device to actually puncture small wounds in the skin. So you're making little wounds in the skin to stimulate a wound response and again, stimulate collagen and elastin. So by doing microneedling and then putting the PRP right over it, it assists with the healing and it gets improved results. And um, people absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. 
What I love about the PRP is that you could offer that nice medical treatment with a wide range of treatments, actually, from the hair growth to uh, everybody probably remembers Kim Kardashian made that facial extremely popular with the vampire facial. You can do the P shots, the O shots, all these different treatments. And what's nice about PRP is that the cost per treatment is so low. Instead of having to go and invest major amount of money in lasers, I'm sure you give people that advice all the time. How much training I do. would uh, how much training would a person have to go through, and who can do PRP, Terry? So PRP can be done by the physicians, and it can also be done by RNs, NPs, and PAs. Um, in some states, I believe MAs can do it, but it's pretty rare. So it's typically a nurse, a PA, or a physician. Um, the training is usually done by the actual companies that have the centrifuge devices. They often do the training, but the training is is pretty simple if you know how to draw blood because it's basically a blood uh, a blood draw, and then you mm -hmm. put it in the centrifuge and it takes out that platelet-rich plasma, and then either it's injected by the physician or most of the time it's actually just applied topically. So there's really not a lot of training that goes into it. Most of the training is, you know, why it's effective and why it's such a great treatment, um, mm -hmm. you know, for anti-aging. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the, um, we do this book writing seminar where we help people write a book in one weekend, and one of the authors from the last seminar was Dr. Street and she did her book on PRP, and it's amazing. Actually, it's becoming one of the most popular, I think, non-laser treatments, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, and we are getting people asking for it all the time, especially mm -hmm. after that Kardashian vampire facial. <laughs> exactly. So for our listeners, if you want to start with some medical treatment, without having to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in lasers. So what Terry just mentioned is Botox and fillers, right? And then PRP would be some great treatments for you to start with without having to make a major investment. Absolutely. What other treatments, what other treatments Terry, can we get into without having to spend a lot of money? Without having to spend a lot of money, well, microneedling is definitely one of them. And microneedling can either be done with a roller, and the roller is a one-time use, and the cost is usually between $50 to $150 for that roller. And mm -hmm. most people charge about $500 a treatment. So mm -hmm. that's a great way to get started. There are also the pens, and the microneedling pens are great. It's usually about $4,000 investment, give or take 1000 and the cost per treatment is usually about $25 to $35 per use. So after that couple thousand dollar investment, you only have to pay per needle that you actually use. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are doing that, and people are looking for microneedling. So if you're mm -hmm. offering it and you have it on your website, people may come in for microneedling and then be apt to get other treatments as well. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you're in Illinois. Are they allowed? Who is allowed to do microneedling in Illinois? So right now, only medical professionals are allowed in Illinois. Some are there states, any states uh, that you know of that don't? So some states allow estheticians. Yeah. Some states allow estheticians to go up to 0.3 millimeters, which is just cosmetic. So it's really not going to get to that pinpoint bleeding, which is the end goal mm -hmm. for microneedling in a medical setting. Mm -hmm. 
So all mm-hmm. it's going to do is it's going to make way for products to penetrate more effectively into the skin. So it's a great um, device to sell for clients to use at home so their products penetrate mm-hmm. up to 100 times better. But it's really mm-hmm. not like a great treatment to do in the office. So really mm-hmm. right now, medical professionals are the ones that should be doing it. Um, there aren't many states that allow anything over 0.3 millimeters. Do you have a favorite microneedling device that you usually recommend? I use the Skin Pen by Bellis. And then mm-hmm. for the cosmetic needling um, or medical needling rollers, I use Environ Skincare. Okay. Nice. Okay. And how about hydrafacial? We're seeing that to be a big force to be reckoned with. What's your opinion? So the hydrafacial is great. Um, actually, the hydrafacial and then there's also the derma sweep, which is similar. They both infuse product into the skin while it's being microdermabraded. So it's doing that superficial exfoliation, but also it can infuse products. And some of them are like high antioxidant blends. Some of them are glycolic acid, so it's going to help with exfoliation. Um, some have probiotics. That, that help with acne and help with the skin to heal it. So it's really great because the thing with the hydrofacials is that you can go from very gentle to aggressive because with mm-hmm. using that liquid infusion after a treatment, sometimes it can be uncomfortable to get regular microdermabrasion. So having that infusion along with it is really comfortable to the client and you know it goes great with laser treatments and it goes great even with injectables to get that superficial, you know, kind of like clean that canvas and then get the injection or mm-hmm. doing it between laser treatments to remove, like, pigmentation that has risen and things like that. Yeah. Well, I love it because we usually show people how to do memberships also with the hydrofacial because I think people get addicted to it. They see how beautiful Absolutely. this looks and they just want to keep coming back over and over and getting it. And the cost for the hydrofacial, you're looking at about twenty three, twenty four thousand. So it's not like buying a laser for a hundred and whatever thousand. So these are all non laser treatments that we just talked about. So just to recap a little bit, we talked about PRP, microneedling, and then the hydrofacial would be good options for non laser treatments. Yeah. So what are you seeing as most popular for um most requested treatments in a medispa environment. Would you say one of those? Or treatments that we just called or something else? Yeah, the most requested are always going to be your neurotoxin and filler, I think. But lately, the PRP and the microneedling have been really close behind, so they're really growing. Um, We do have a lot of hydrofacial clients as well, and they do – do get addicted. I agree with you, Dory. They want to come mm-hmm. in once a month and get that skin clean and get that product infusion. And that can be used in a regular spa as well as a spa. Um, there are two different levels. So there is one mm-hmm. spa that is available. Can we talk a little bit about laser treatments? What are some of maybe your favorites and why? I would love to. I love lasers. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> some of the best laser treatments. Well, again, going back to the um, to the ASAPs um, survey, you know, the most one of the most requested treatments is still laser hair reduction. 
The problem with laser hair reduction, though, is that it's become a commodity, and so many people are just reducing the price and reducing the price to the point where people are going on these daily deal sites and getting laser hair reduction for about $25 or $35 for an area. So that's the only thing I see with the laser hair reduction. Um, The other thing is IPL. IPL has been a standard for a while. And there are so many new devices out there that work even better and can be used on darker skin types. So one of the big fallbacks to IPL was that it could only be used on skin types 1 through 3 or a light 4. And now there are newer devices that have different ways of um, making, of pulsing and so that they, they're safer for darker skin types. And also IPL, if you get the right device, they also can do laser hair reduction as well. So typically, when a doctor is coming to me and says, you know, I want to invest, I'm starting a med spa, what should I add in, you know, as equipment? If you're going to do any sort of laser, which IPL is not a laser, but of course it's in the same category, um, Mm -hmm. I have to say that because I teach it. (laughs) So I would definitely say invest in an IPL first. And there Mm -hmm. are many companies, too, now that they have multifunctional machines. So what they'll do is they'll have an IPL as the base, and then mm-hmm. as you start getting busier and you start needing more equipment, you can have add-on hand pieces to those bases, which is really mm-hmm. great. Right. And what would somebody pay? What's a good price to pay for an IPL without going crazy? One would that one that will also have other functions. You know, usually they're about eighty thousand. So, and they do have the multifunctions, but then sometimes the hand pieces can be like 30000 or even up to fifty or 75000 for the individual mm-hmm. hand piece, depending on what it's for. So, um, they do vary, but I think that's about the average. Right. And that's probably one of the cheapest lasers, right? Or non-laser, but medical yeah. equipment, I should say. <laughs> yeah, that's on, the, that's on the cheaper side. So, it's usually... Yeah. More than that, yeah. Um, so, you know, it really depends on, again, the type of laser used. There are so many different um, companies now, you know, but really I always say with any treatment, always, always do the power of three and really sit down with three different companies of whatever you're looking for. So if you're looking for IPL, take three top companies and sit down with them and find out why their device is better or superior to the others and mm-hmm. see what the benefits are between those other devices. Um, right. That's really the best way to do it, I think. Absolutely. Great advice. Now, I want to go back a little bit what you were talking about with the laser hair removal. So I was okay. helping a new new client of ours that was, wants to open up a Medispa, and she was so gung-ho about buying a laser hair removal. And I'm like, no, you don't want to buy one of those because – what you were saying, everybody's offering them. It's like a big price war. Everybody does Groupons on them. It's crazy. So I, what I would like to tell everybody, instead of investing, you know, a lot of money in laser hair removal, let all these other people fight over the crap. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and then you focus on other things that are much more profitable instead of playing the price war games. And if you are going to have laser hair removal, then work on a good marketing strategy to drive people in there instead of, again, practicing the price war games with everybody else. 
So I'm not a big fan of laser hair removal myself. So I'd much rather offer other things. Yeah, I agree. So, and we, you know, we don't play that price war game here, so we aren't as busy with laser hair reduction as we'd like to be. Um, you know, but it is about marketing as well. We have patients mm-hmm. that come in often, and we have marketing all over the office, and sometimes, you know, um, they'll tell Dr. Ann they're going to get laser hair reduction somewhere, and he's like, well, we have it mm-hmm. here. They had no right. idea. So you really yeah. need that people know you have it if you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware, but we have an entire team that does marketing in our company. So if you have any clients that need help, you can always refer them to us. So That's we have great. a whole, yeah, we have a whole program. It's called Done for Me Spa Marketing. Uh, they can go check it out at doneformespamarketing.com if you want to. And we do all sorts of marketing for clients to help drive more traffic to their business. Let's talk a little bit about I'm seeing such an increase in, like, vaginal rejuvenation and uh, tattoo removal and things like that. Are you also teaching those or talking about them? Um, I talk about them, and I haven't started teaching them yet because mostly they are medical providers that are doing them, but we do have a couple mm-hmm. of the devices here, and it really is becoming popular. So radio frequency in general and skin tightening is, I, I believe it's number it's number seven on that ASAP list. So skin tightening is becoming um, much more popular, and that would be an, a device to invest in as well. And if you get a radio frequency device, the radio frequency usually does the vaginal skin rejuvenation as well as different hand pieces that can do skin tightening on the face and the neck. So it's a great investment um, if you want to do both. You know, there are different radio frequency devices that do them. Yeah. We use the Thermi and, Smooth and Thermi Tight. And the tattoo removal, I have one client, actually there are platinum members with us, and she has three tattoo removal places. That's all they do, Terry, is tattoo removal. And they just rock it. It's crazy how much money they make. But they found a way to be able to get into the tattoo community, all the artists. And they developed this great relationship. And now the arts them because it's not just about removing a tattoo. Most people want to remove a tattoo to add a new one. So they have developed this whole relationship, and it's amazing how well they do with that tattoo removal. Oh, I agree that it it definitely, if you want to get busy with tattoo removal, it is a lot of marketing. So definitely looking mm-hmm. into your program, you know, because it's yeah. really about marketing it right and making the right friends in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, really consulting back and forth um, or referring back and forth, I think that's the best way to increase your business with tattoo removal if that's something you want to focus on. Yeah. It's so not one of the first devices. Go ahead. It's not one of the first devices I would buy, though, um, unless you Oh, no, they're so expensive. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, they're outrageous for sure. Yeah. So tell me what device would you buy first? Let's say you are a skincare expert and you want to get into more medical treatments that are, whether they're laser or non-laser or radio frequency, what would be your top treatments that you would start with? So my first would be IPL. And the reason being Mm -hmm. is because IPL does do wrinkle reduction. 
it does treat vascular lesions, it treats hyperpigmentation, and it does hair reduction as well. And like I said, mm. some of the, the older IPLs really didn't do a good job uh, for laser hair reduction, but the newer, some of the newer IPLs, they have certain settings that really do help and deliver enough energy to really get that laser hair reduction. And I, I think it's about being honest, too. If you're going to do laser hair with an IPL, just let them know it's going to take a few more treatments, you know, and add that into the price. The package price but that's why I, I would do IPL first and then again because they have those separate hand pieces you can add in mm -hmm. what would be your second choice so second would be to add on a resurfacing hand piece or a resurfacing laser so the fractional resurfacing has is become very popular and it does a great job with acne scars it does a great job with evening out texture reducing fine lines and wrinkles so I really think a, like some sort of fractional resurfacing laser would be like the mm -hmm. next step if I if I were starting a med spa absolutely yeah well tell me about some of the classes I know you teach a lot of different classes can you tell me a little bit about what are some of the most popular classes that you teach Absolutely. So our most popular classes are five-day. Our five-day class um, basically includes everything from skin anatomy and chemical peels. Um, it includes dermaplaning, radiofrequency, ultrasound, product formulations and ingredients. Um, and it also has a 12-hour online laser program and then a one-day review laser at, in office, and you could do that laser separate as well. Um, so those are probably our most popular classes, and the laser especially, because we really teach on the physics of lasers, so we don't um, pick one specific laser and just train on that. To do laser treatment, you really need to know about all the different lasers so that you know exactly what you're doing, and you need to know the physics behind it, what you're doing. Um, I feel like a lot of people get trained by a laser company and they're only trained like, okay, press this button and, you know, pick this energy for this skin type. <laughs> and it's really, I mean, I'm telling you, I burned my sister really bad when I first started doing laser. And it was my own fault because I kept asking questions and they just said, mm -hmm. just choose these settings for this skin type. And I didn't know mm -hmm. why. And if I would have known why, then I might have changed the settings. But I burned my sister pretty badly about um, 17 mm. years ago. Yeah, very wow. adamant about laser training. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So the um, the training, who who is it ideal for? Who should come to a training like that? So anyone that wants to do lasers. So we have estheticians that can legally do it in their states. Um, we have MAs. We have RNs. We have. Um, physicians sometimes, you know, so we have anyone that wants to do lasers or get in the laser business, I feel like should should really get to know the, the at least the online laser program. Um, it's 12 hours online and it really has a lot of information. It would help you to choose what lasers are best or why IPL would be best. Mm -hmm. And are you saying that usually the laser companies are not training on that aspect? They do training. Yeah, they do training and they have to with every every person doing um, laser treatments in an office has to be trained on the specific lasers that they're using. But what a lot right. of the trainers do is they just train on that particular laser. So they don't I know see. why they're using that laser opposed to another one. And they don't know why mm -hmm. they're using a certain amount of energy as opposed to a different amount of energy or why they're 
expanding the pulse width, which is how long you're delivering the energy. So there are a lot yeah. of different things that go into the physics of lasers that I think mm-hmm. aren't really taught by the um, by right. manufacturers. And going yeah, through your better. book, and when I was going through your book, I mean, you have so many other things that you talk about in there that are medically driven. Why don't you give us some of the most popular things in your book that people really like as far as treatments or cures or things that you teach? So I think um, they really like like the consultation and skin analysis section, um, and I think that's why they like the book for, I get a lot of physicians or business owners just buying it for their practice, so they have it there. And that part is good, as well as, you know, it kind of has a little of everything. So we go from LED and microcurrent to radio frequency to neurotoxins and fillers to pre- and post-surgical procedures, you know, and it's really a a good book that you could just reference. Like somebody just says, you know, I had an ultrasound treatment done two weeks ago. Can I get a microdermabrasion? You know, it's a mm-hmm. good it's a good reference book for that. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. yeah. We wanted to put can, can we talk about can we talk about L E D lights a little bit? What's your thoughts on that? Oh absolutely. So I love LED and it's really coming back. Um, lately, a lot of people are, are getting it. And it's a skin rejuvenation procedure, but it, it's more cumulative. So you do need more treatments. But we have this um, panel from LightStim, and it's amazing. And we put clients under it for about 20 minutes. And the results are absolutely, like, the skin is just so much more vibrant. Because what it does is it helps to stimulate um, the cells, like it gives ATP to the cells, which is basically our cells' nutrition. So it gives energy to the cells and it helps to repair faster. So it's great after treatments as well, like those resurfacing treatments or microneedling. You put the LED on after and you get that better healing. Um, mm-hmm. They also have LED beds now. So they have whole beds mm-hmm. that are made for, you know, um, physical therapy and they're made just for muscle tension and just to keep the entire body healthy. It's amazing. Well, I like using it um, as an upgrade opportunity because it doesn't take more time. So uh, whether they're doing a massage, whether they're doing reflexology or any kind of treatment like that where they can put it on the face as a upgrade, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I like it too. Um, are you familiar with like Luma? Yeah, I think that's good too. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I like the fact that they're they have these like nice curved ones. They're really cool and seems like they're gaining popularity a lot now. Yeah, because you can conform them to the face. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. And uh, you had just mentioned another treatment. What else were you talking about besides LED? Microcurrent. So microcurrent. Microcurrent. Yeah. Yeah, in the spa or in the med spa and. Microcurrent is like a skin tightening procedure, but again, it's more cumulative. Um, there's a company I work with, it's Tama, and they have a device that is, you know, really superior to the other little handheld devices that you would use. And, um, you know, again, that microcurrent also helps to stimulate ATP. So it gives the cells an energy to basically heal itself, and it balances mm-hmm. the skin. So I even like mm-hmm. those two together, microcurrent with LED after. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about peels a little bit. We haven't touched on them. There are all okay. sorts of different grades of peels. So what's the scoop on that? 
So basically appeals, first of all, um, regulations. So they're starting to get, all the state departments are starting to get a little more um, strict on the use of chemical peels. And I think it's because there are so many different types now and there are different blended acids and they don't really know what depth they're going and, and what they're doing because they're, most of the time they're not estheticians. So they're not, they don't really know what's going on, you know, behind the chair. So, um, but there are, you know, peels are great and I feel like they're a staple. They're always in the top five treatments that are done and it's good to have a variety. So having those really superficial peels just for somebody that wants like a nice glow or a nice brightening because they have a big event. And then you want to have the, um, the peels that, you know, actually cause the skin to peel for the clients that need to see their skin falling off to see that they have results. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then as well as having medium depth peels that the physician does or one of the medical providers, they can do during surgical procedures if, you know, you're working in a surgeon's office. But also, people are still asking for chemical peels. I think that the mm -hmm. popular really hasn't gone away. Um, people got a little scared of them after that Samantha Sex in the City episode, which I'm sure everyone knows mm -hmm. about. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's all about education and, you know, doing progressive peels as opposed to aggressive peels, like doing more treatments as opposed to doing one heavy treatment. Mm -hmm. All about positioning, too, and the way they verbalize their treatments and the way they present them and their menu. You could, if you're at day spa right now, you can bring up your entire aesthetic department up a few notches by the way you present all these treatments. Like if we're just talking about the things that are really, they're somewhat medical, Terry, but not really medical, like you're talking about the peels, the LED, yeah. the, um, you know, micro needling with the lighter needle. So there are so many things. What else could they offer off the top of your head if they want to just make a little shift into medical without really going all the way and having to get a medical director and all that? What do you think? Um, dermaplaning is a great treatment as well. So dermaplaning is basically using a scalpel to um, exfoliate the skin. So it does a really nice, precise exfoliation. It removes mm -hmm. dead skin cells and also removes vellus hair. So for those people that don't like the vellus hair on their face and don't like to get waxed, um, that's mm -hmm. also a good thing to do. And mm -hmm. I like if you want to get a little, like if you're not ready to get all into the medical but you want to do some more effective treatments, combining treatments is great. You know, I really like to combine dermaplaning with a chemical peel or mm -hmm. combine microneedling with LED or microcurrent. Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. combination treatments can really help to up the results as well. Mm -hmm. And that's I like. I love you saying that because that's what customization is all about. Sometimes people get stuck by exactly the menu item. I want this facial and this facial. I think if they're truly experts, they want to do right things by their clients, patients, or guests, then it's all about customization. And I love the fact that you're just saying that you can blend them all together. And you've just increased your revenue at the same time. Not only are you doing right by your clients, but you also made more money at the same time. Absolutely. I don't even have a menu of services they can choose from. I basically, mm -hmm. like a facial or an advanced facial, and mm -hmm. I pick what they've done because I do exactly. a lot of 
and I do it very customized to each individual right. person. Right. And I think the menu should be just there as an idea of what kind of treatments the place offers, but it should definitely, you were talking about the consultation a few minutes ago. So we teach this system called the sacred system, which is all about the consultation. And I view the consultation as basically it's like your sales department, if you will, for lack of a better word. Oh, absolutely. You bring, bring somebody in, you do an in-depth consultation on everything. And then you customize an entire program that keeps them coming back for months on end to get the results. But everybody is so stuck on this a la carte mentality in our industry instead of just customizing everything for me and keep me coming back until I reach the results I want. And that's what I would when I encourage all of our callers here is to really work on customization and work on blending different treatments. Because that's when you're going to separate yourself from the competition and be able to offer results. I definitely agree. And I think, you know, I always say the consult is your make it or break it stage. And mm -hmm. with your first impression and talking to that client about their skin, whether it be a medical treatment or a spa treatment, really taking the time to find out what the patient wants, what's in it for mm -hmm. them. You know, mm -hmm. beauty is an eye of the beholder. So really getting in that consultation, find out, you know, exactly what their concerns are, and then customizing treatments for them is really, I think, the best way to approach it. Right. Now, if somebody wants to, uh, you know, make that transition, one of the things I hear Alex talk about all the time from AM Spa, the attorney, is... Um, making sure you have the right licenses and requirements needed by state. There's a lot of states that still are getting a medical director, and because you have a medical director, then you can offer different medical treatments. I have many day spas who have medical directors, and usually the medical director comes in and does their injectables or some of their more medical-driven treatments. So what... Um, when somebody approaches you or they ask you questions in class, what's the best way to transition? What advice do you usually give them? Well, number one, I think it's important that the physician really does do the initial consultation for any medical treatment. So any type of laser or microneedling or injectables, you know, they the medical director has to do the initial consultation, a face-to-face -face consultation. And this is something that a lot of people fall back on. You know, there are, I think there's about 37% of people that admitted to just having a medical director, so someone that just buys their equipment and buys their injectable, and then they have sub-providers doing it. So that's not good for business because <laughs> you could actually lose your business that way. So I think that's one of the big things is making sure that the medical director does the initial consultations. Um, and then having the PAs or NPs can do, they can usually do the initial consultations as well. So even if a doctor doesn't want to be on site, you know, and they have a PA or an NP that works for them, they can do the consultations. They can also do the injectables and laser treatments and microneedling and all that other stuff. And then in some cases, the RNs can do um, injectables as well and laser. And, you know, MAs are good for prepping the patients note-taking, and then MAs are often laser technicians as well. Okay. So let's give them some definition here. So I, I used to get confused with this all the time, but I've been set straight. So nurse practitioners are the highest. They're 
right under a doctor. A PA. PAs are the highest. A PA is a practitioner. No, a PA. The PA is actually the highest. They're the highest level education. They're right under a doctor. So, so the physician's assistant, and then nurse practitioner, and then the RN, and then the medical assistant. Yes. And then so, I would put the esthetician and the MA kind of in the same category. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I've heard Alex say in some of the boot camps that I've attended with him that um, sometimes if you change, like sometimes because microneedling can't be done by an esthetician, that can be done maybe by a medical assistant. So by simply changing the name tag on them from <laughs> esthetician to medical assistant, then they can actually do that treatment. So everything is so great. It's so funny hearing him say it's some of these so things. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that, one of the reasons he says that is here in Illinois, it actually says on the State Department that estheticians cannot perform laser treatments. But, but the physician can delegate to anyone to do laser treatments. Anyone he wants. Mm-hmm. So even if it's his receptionist or his mistress or his wife or whoever. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're going to do, give it to an esthetician who has knowledge of the skin. So that esthetician, though, cannot hold themselves as an esthetician at that point. So at that point, they're a medical assistant. They're assisting the physician. Mm-hmm. They're not, and they're a laser technician. They are not an esthetician. Otherwise, they could lose their aesthetic mm-hmm. license. Right. So it is. It's not how how crazy everything is. Yeah. So, and um, let's talk a little bit about skincare. Now okay. that they have all these medical treatments that they can have, uh, they should definitely have skincare. And as you know, that's usually a missing component. Not many people are recommending retail products these days. So they can have a lot more money by improving the results for their clients as well as making more money in their pockets. So what are some of your favorites? Absolutely. Um, Some of my favorites, Environ is really one of my favorites. Um, I like that a lot because it has a wide range of products for everyone. And their whole basis is vitamins A, C, and E, which are the most clinically proven ingredients in skincare are vitamins A, C, and E. So um, we know that they work, and we know that we need them for our skin to be in a healthy state. Um, I also like PCA a lot, and for private label, I like Topics. If if anyone wants to do private label, the benefit of private label is that you don't have to worry about them buying it online because you know they can't <laughs> unless you sell it online. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, you know that's a great product as well. There are so many good product lines now, and that's another reason why I always say same as equipment. You want to look at three different lines very carefully. Like go through every detail about them, have them give you the details about the products, the ingredients. See if they have clinical research studies. Um, you know they should have clinical research studies before and after pictures. They should offer education, and they should offer marketing support. So, you know, really getting three different companies to come in and give you their spiel would be would be the best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have several clients that use actually Environ and they do, do like it for a medical-grade line. And then um, there are so many other spas that, like, there's still people using, like, Obagi or Skin Medica or... Um, some of these other 
lines. What do you think of those? And those are still good lines, um, but especially with the Skin Medica, I think that, you know, a lot of people get them because they get the rewards with the Botox and Juvederm. So, mm-hmm. so it's good for the company because you're making money, you're saving money. They're still good products. I just don't think they're like a one, like you, a lot of people have like a couple different lines. Like usually mm-hmm. they'll have about three lines in their practice. And usually like that would be a supplemental line, like Skin Medica or Obagi. And then usually they'd have something like Environ or PCA or Topics or, you know, something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very expensive actually. So you have to consider your target market and how much can they really afford before you even decide on this So be careful with your price point. Yeah, I agree. And it's usually like a five to $10,000 investment um, for the skincare lines, but that usually includes training and marketing when you get to that level. You know, and I usually recommend you don't start with like 100 different products. Start with the main products that you think are needed in your practice and then um, get bigger orders on those instead of having a bunch of different things that you can't move. Mm-hmm. You know, the products that you really believe in and you really, you know, think are needed in the practice. Well, what they need to do is if they do have products that are sitting around, they need to call me and they need to learn the pride system so they can start recommending. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Very good idea. We have a lot of people that have a product sitting on their shelf with, yeah. It's, a shame, it's a shame because a lot of them are good products. You know, there are mm-hmm. a lot of great products out there. Yeah. So one of the biggest things I always talk about is how important it is to train the team not only on technical treatments but also on business aspects of your business so they can drive revenue, retention, and make sure that they're selling their memberships and you have a healthy business. So you had mentioned some of your training in Chicago. Does everybody come to you in Chicago, or do you go on site as well? No, I go on site as well. So there are a lot of practices that are just opening, and they'll ask me to come in and basically do a customized training for them. So they'll say, you know, I want um, I want my staff to learn about dermal planning. I want them to learn about product formulations and ingredients, um, retailing, and you know, and chemical peels. So then I would put together a customized program for them that way. Mm-hmm. Nice. So how often do you do the training in Chicago? Where can someone go to find out more about it? So the trainings um, are on our website. It's true, T-R-U-E, the letter U, education.com. And we have our five-day classes every other month, but then we also have several one-day classes, and we have other educators that do courses, like we have microblading courses, um, which is another very popular treatment um, lately. So that's a really good thing to add into to a med spa. It's basically like tattooing on the eyebrows, but it's drawing them right. in. So it's mm-hmm. really much more precise. Um, so we have those. We have lash extension classes. Um, massage, and then just back to the basics. So there's always other single-day classes that people can take as well. Are these certified classes? Like you you get a certification? Yes, absolutely. Okay, very nice. 
All right, so you guys need to go see Terry for all the technical information. You need to come to me and go to the Leap Ahead seminar so I can teach you on your business. <laughs> yes, there you go. We make a, we make a good combination. <laughs> we do. Oh, goodness, that's funny. What other advice do you want to give someone? Um, you know, just really I think it's a, a lot of it when you're starting out is training. And I think that those AMSPA boot camps are really great, especially because Dory and I speak at them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they're really wonderful. Um, I think that getting your the staff members trained with the technical knowledge and business building because – I think that a lot of people don't focus on the business building aspect of it, and that's a big mistake mm-hmm. because that is really needed as much as the technical to make sure that it's a business is successful. Because I can't tell you how many practices I've been in where I mean lasers are sitting in the corner collecting dust, and like we said, tons of retail on the shelves, and mm-hmm. that's stand there and say I'm not busy. You say, well, why? Right. <laughs> so we right. need to teach them to go out there and you know talk to people and get that. Exactly. I just think the medical and the skin care together, Medispas are a great business. Um, I think that combining the medical and skin care is really important because we need to maintain and enhance the results with the skin care, and also people are seeking out medical treatments. Well, that's the thing that I see a lot of people missing out on is the fact that they come in, they get the injectables, they may get the resurfacing and all that but then they don't have a maintenance program for the skin itself. And they're totally missing out on revenue streams. It's crazy. And if you're a day spa and there's a medispa next to you that's not focusing on that, maybe that would be a good business-to-business relation that you can develop and start cross-marketing to one another because it is so important to, to do medical facials and to cater to the skin and take care of the skin for sure. So where can I go get your book? Why don't you tell everybody where they can go and get it? So for the book, um, you can go to trueeducation.com or you can call 312-440-9740. If you call the office, Melissa or I can help you. And the book for listeners um, through the end of the week, so through the end of the day Friday, is $99. And it's typically 135 Nice. Well, thank you for offering that. So what we'll do is we have uh, we have a lot of people that registered for this, and we'll be sending out an email tomorrow with the audio link in case they did not join us live, and we'll also mention that in the email, and they can click directly to your site to be able to get it. Is there a code or something they need to use to get the discounted rate? Uh, yes, but I didn't come up with it yet, so we'll put it in the email. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So you might yeah. want to uh, give them a phone or just in. say they were on the yes. call. Yeah. Okay. If they want to call in, I guess. But if they want to shop online, then maybe if you want to send me the code, we can include it. If not, you guys can just call. You want to give the phone number again? Yes, it's 312-440-9740. That's great. And it's a great book, you guys. You should definitely check it out. It has so much rich content. Like Terry said, it's a great to-go-to book in case you have an aesthetic team that could use some education. It's a great book to go through. There's all kinds of case studies. It's full of pictures, do's and don'ts, 
and a lot of great things, great content inside it. I really like it. I love all the pictures and uh, before and after and all the things you have in there. You did a great job. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No, you're welcome. So I want to remind everybody on our next coaching call, Coach Me Expert call, I'm going to have Craig Phillip on. He's the founder and CEO of 360 Business Videos, and we're going to talk about how to market your business using videos. He's very talented and experienced. We're going to talk about YouTube channel, why you should do videos, and easy ways to do videos. So it's going to be a great call. Make sure you join us for that. Terry, has it been a pleasure having you with me? You were very informative. Thank you. I'm sure everybody enjoyed the call. Yeah. And um, if in case um, anybody has any questions, do you want to give your email address maybe after they want to ask something? It's info at true, T-R-U-E, the letter U, education.com. Thank you, everybody. Oh, thank you for being with us. Have a great rest of the week. And thank you, everyone. God bless. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye, Terry. Thank you. Bye. Bye.